My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. Britt here. We have another exciting interview ahead of us today. The guest I'm bringing on has been self-employed for 28 years, has had the pleasure of owning a pawn shop, furniture store, a car lot, and a variety store, which has been fully moved online. He is the author of the newly published book, America, the Land of the Sleeping. He's also the creator of two podcasts, one being Red Pill Current News Podcast, and the other one, Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. Please, everybody, welcome Kentucky Guy. How's it going? Thanks for jumping on today. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm really excited for today. Um, We're going to have some great takeaways, some wins. We'll go over some challenges that you faced along the years. Um, So there'll be some great conversation within that alone which will be awesome. But before we really get started, it, do you mind just going ahead and just telling the audience a little bit more about yourself? Um, where where did you, like, obviously a little bit of your background and tell us about how you got to where you are today because you're really honestly doing amazing things and you're kicking butt and I think it's fantastic. So I'd love to hear uh, how this all came to place. Sure, absolutely. And by the way, you're too kind, but yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> So I started out, I, I grew up in a, a little town just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, okay. my, parents, my parents were both hard workers, uh, Christian people. Uh, and at a very young age, I learned the value of hard work and dedication. My dad actually started a trash collection agency when I was around seven years old. So during the summertime when uh, all, the, all my buddies and friends were uh, out playing ball and things, I was on the back of a garbage truck. Uh, trying to earn extra money. <laughs> so uh, so that's really how I got started when in, in the workforce. Uh, so as time went on, uh, my senior year of high school, uh, we moved to the uh, beautiful state of Kentucky uh, because uh, I had a university picked out here that I wanted to go to. Uh, so in order to, which I didn't get any anyways, to get uh, financial aid, uh, you mm-hmm. have to live in the state uh, back then. Shows you how old I am. Uh, but, uh, back then, so, uh, I moved down here for a year, uh, the year before my senior year, uh, wasn't able to get the financial aid, but we were blessed enough to where I could still go to the university, end up met, uh, meeting a girl and end up staying. So, uh, yeah, I, I went to be, uh, I, I have a degree in accounting. I wanted to be a CPA, uh, but, okay. uh, uh, I'm an, uh, I'm a people person, an extrovert. Right. And you really can't, the two don't mix. <laughs> so uh, the counting stuff wasn't for me. It was just too boring, too quiet. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah, so I went to work for my dad and my brother uh, in their pawn shop. And uh, after a couple of years, I ended up buying my brother out. And uh, I actually added a furniture store. Uh, it was the first ever in this area anyways, furniture store wow. slash pawn shop. Yeah, so uh, very successful. We did very well. Um, my dad had this crazy idea. He was my partner, uh, 
to put a car lot in, a buy here, okay. pay here lot, because my yeah. brother had started one in Ohio because most of my family still lives uh, back home. Uh, so we started it. Uh, I, I wasn't for it at all, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I fell in love with it uh, as right. the years went. And uh, it actually became probably 80% of our business uh, was wow. selling cars. Yeah, so we did that for a long time. Uh, uh, Dad required, uh, he retired in, ah, it's probably been 20 years ago now. Uh, so he left and it was all me. Um, I made some uh, uh, young, uh, immature mistakes, I guess you could say business-wise. And right. uh, actually ended up going broke, uh, as I mentioned to you in my email. Uh, mm -hmm. When I went broke. And when I say I went broke, I mean, I went, we went broke. <laughs> we lost, uh, you know, we lost the building, uh, lost the, uh, inventory and everything. Um, and it was that time that, uh, I sit back, I've always had this, it, it, it's a, some people call it a curse. I kind of think it's a gift. Uh, right. I've never been, I've never been afraid to take a chance in business. The leap of faith. Yeah. I, I've never, never even going broke that time. Uh, and that's not the only time I went broke. Uh, it happened again, unfortunately, <laughs> but, uh, we, um, you know, I've, I've always been blessed to be able to build back. As you mentioned, we've had different variety stores, auction houses, uh, and things of that nature. Um, our store, uh, when COVID hit, uh, we moved it 100% online and, uh, okay. the revenue revenue and the traffic that we started getting online, uh, was kind of unbelievable uh, to me, and uh, so we 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 stay right there. I know COVID's over with and what have you, but there's no sense in having a brick and mortar store when uh, the online thing, and it's the way of the future, anyways. So, right. Yeah. So, so that's me in a nutshell. Uh, you know, just a uh, just a guy, just your normal guy who works all the time, tries to be the best uh, uh, person in his community, best father and best husband I can. So. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story. Um, I, I honestly, I think, you know, the most successful people out there are the ones who fail and fail and fail and get back up and then they succeed. Right. So it looks like you're doing the same thing and you're doing amazing. So that's amazing. And I, I love that, you know, you're not the guy afraid to take chances and, or risks because I think it's important to take leaps of faith if you want to grow. Right. So that's yeah. incredible. I do mentoring. Awesome. I do mentoring sections uh, online all the time now uh, okay. for up and coming business entrepreneurs and, and so forth. Yeah. And uh, that's that's my number one device, uh, advice. If you have if you have a fear of taking chances, this may not be for you uh, right. being in your own business because you've got to be willing to you have, the old saying is you've got to be willing to spend money to make money. That's right. true, but you've got to do it smartly. But right. you got to be chances. Yeah, you got to take chances. Absolutely. And I think so many people don't like to get uncomfortable, but then it holds them back. Right. And that's right. one big thing, especially with businesses. And like you got to get used to getting uncomfortable because you're not going to grow otherwise. And a lot of Absolutely. people don't like to get out of their comfort zone, but it's so important to. Right. So, um, yeah. Thank you for sharing. So. We all know that building a six-figure or higher business can be 
amazing and got lots of wins and whatnot. So can we talk a little bit about um, some of the challenges that you faced along the way? But I know we touched on it already, but do you mind getting into a little bit of detail of some of the, the biggest challenges you faced um, when building? Absolutely. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about the challenges of rebuilding. How about that? Yes. I, I, I found that a lot more difficult than just building at first, okay? Because um, right. I was so started building but uh okay. as i mentioned you know going broke uh which is which is, and when i say don't be afraid to take a chance i mean an educated chance you know do your research make sure you know know your product and, and what have you whatever line of business you're going in uh but anyways mm-hmm. biggest challenge i found was first of all um when you when you lose it lose your business that you put your heart and soul into your confidence is shot doesn't matter if you're if you're the uh, wealthiest guy in the world uh, or you're the smartest guy, your confidence is shot. So that was the number one obstacle I had to get over. I just I had to get over myself. <laughs> uh, right. So um, and in order to do that, uh, I sat down and I wrote out a list of everything that I had accomplished. Uh, and then once I got done with that list and this was after we went broke and I was thinking about getting back into business and. I never was the type to really want to work in the private sector. Uh, always wanted to be my own boss and, uh, you know, been blessed to do so pretty much all my life. So, uh, so I got down and created a list and I, I was going over this list and something clicked in my head. I was like, dude, you're only 28 years old and you did all this. Yeah, you lost it, but you know why you lost it. So mm-hmm. my confidence is building back up. The next, the next, biggest obstacle I had was uh, financing because I didn't file bankruptcy, but I didn't have any collateral anymore, right? Any capital to put up. Uh, So financing, uh, because the only successful people uh, in in this, I say this to my audience all the time. uh, If you want to be successful, you've got to work off somebody else's money. Don't Mm -hmm. do it so because it just doesn't work uh, if you want to truly be. Uh, So getting Getting capital uh, was uh, was the hardest part, I think, the second hardest part. Uh, the banks didn't want to hear it. Uh, however, uh, I did something I'd never done before. I actually went out and got investors uh, involved. I started doing these uh, seminars and uh, people mm-hmm. that uh, had met through the years and built this networking group. And uh, they, they knew somebody who knew somebody who wanted to invest and, and what have you. Uh, so that's how we basically got restarted with, with these investors. Um, uh, and, uh, about, about three years back in, uh, I was able to pay all of them back. Uh, so therefore the company's 100% mine now. So right. they were, we're, yeah, we were able to generate enough revenue to, uh, all the loans and everything, uh, because, uh, you know, I, I didn't like the idea of 25% of my business being owned by, you know, 10 different people. <laughs> so, right. um, yeah, so we worked very hard to do that. And, uh, the, uh, third thing was, uh, probably the most difficult was rebuilding a team. Uh, we talked earlier mm-hmm. about how important a good team is and, uh, yeah. it's crucial in success. It's crucial. And, uh, you don't always hire the right people at first. It's just, yeah. if you, you may think you're a fantastic interviewer and, 
you know everything, but I promise you, you're going to make mistakes. And I unfortunately learned the hard way, you know, restarting the business. I was in a hurry. I was in a hurry to get uh, agents on the phones, you know, to call these investors. And I was in a hurry. You know, I wanted to go. My confidence was back and I'm like, do this. And I rushed and hired some wrong people. And, uh, you know, it cost me a little bit of money at first. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, learn as I go, right? <laughs> so. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? It's like you need, to, it's so hard to find people that are aligned with the same visions and missions and, you know, care about the business as much as you do. Um, that's tough. But like, you know, you don't know until you do it, I guess. Right. So it's, it, it's very much a challenge for, I think, everybody to find the right people to work with and really being strict on, who, you know, who they're going to let in and stuff. It's, it can be, it can be very challenging. Right. So. Yeah, you're, you're awesome. absolutely right. And, and I actually thought that I was uh, very good at interviewing uh, and I could pick people out very easily. Uh, I actually, uh, when I was in the private sector, I worked for Xerox and uh, okay. I was, uh, I was sent over to Montego Bay, Jamaica to run a call yeah, and uh, I probably did a hundred interviews over the phone before I ever got there. So I thought I had it down. I thought I was the interview guy when I got to this point in my life. And uh, right. yeah, no. Now, if you're in a hurry, don't. That's my next advice. Do not get in a hurry. Just take right. your time. Uh, make sure you put the right people around you. You're only uh, one of the greatest uh, basketball coaches uh, in the world. Once said recruiting 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 is how you build a strong team recruit right. the right people it's quality not quantity and uh yeah i remember that a few years ago <laughs> right i was in a hurry yeah. you know so yeah so learn from my mistakes don't do as i do but do as i say right well it's this good valuable insight you're sharing with us today because I, I i know that you're not alone in that i know other people have the same struggles so yeah you're right just you know uh, quality versus quanti- quantity and it's just it's so important so jumping into the podcast so we can kind of discuss both of them when I know we were talking about them before the interview but do you want to just touch again you know when you started the the two of them and um how, how what intentional steps should you take to to go ahead and start them sure so the uh I, I started the uh the red pill current news podcast uh, uh, almost a year ago, back in 2021. And, uh, basically, uh, I've been a influencer on social media, on YouTube, TikTok, uh, Clapper, Rizzle, all that stuff. And still am, uh, uh, for years. Um, right. I've had, a, and it's usually, it's always revolved around news and politics, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, so I decided after, and this is all in the book, by the way. Uh, I decided after uh, the 2020 election that, uh, and I won't get into politics or anything, but just to kind of give you a backstory, uh, after mm-hmm. the 2020 election, uh, I started doing research, a lot of research on how our elections uh, take place on our federal judges, our systems and things. And I'd noticed uh, when I was doing this research that, wow, I was blind or asleep I call it to so much I had no idea because I was getting up like everybody else going to work every day listening to the news and believing them and just going on every day with my life you know 
And uh, yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> I was asleep. Uh, so in doing this research, uh, the more that uh, I found out, the more I was shocked and angry. Uh, so I started the podcast. Uh, okay. And basically, yeah, I, I got involved with this guy. We'll call him John. Uh, he's, he's a good friend of mine uh, that I met online. And uh, he has the same values and principles that I do when it comes to uh, religion and politics and so forth. One thing about him, though, is he always, it's weird, he always knows things uh, before it's ever announced from anybody else. And that's including the Biden administration, uh, MSNBC, anything. He always seems to know things before they happen, which is so odd. So he's been, he's became, he's a good friend, but he's became a resource for the podcast. So we value ourselves on presenting you news that you're not going to hear anywhere else. Uh, and that's what that was the original goal. Now, I've kind of developed because we're trying to reach a variety of an audience. And uh, so now we're doing interviews, have been for probably the last four months, uh, doing a lot of interviews with a lot of different people because I want uh, the audience to see different perspectives. It doesn't matter if you're, and I say this all the time on the show, it doesn't matter if you're far left, far right, in the center, uh, what have you. I just had a comedian adam nutter on uh he's a libertarian uh first time i ever met one of those guys <laughs> uh he was hilarious <laughs> so uh some of his beliefs you know and and I, even though i don't agree with some things and they don't agree with me we still mm -hmm. treat each other fully, you know but i've had mm -hmm. all kinds of mediums uh holistic healers uh, uh several comedians here lately which is you wouldn't think on a political show they'd want to come but yeah and uh you know, authors of books, uh, best-selling authors have had uh, ex-pro athletes on there as well. So we're really, uh, we're, we're starting to branch out even more. Um, and we may, haven't decided yet because I'm so tied up, but we may actually, there may be a third show coming. If I can Ooh. get a young, if I can get a young lady to do it most of the time. <laughs> okay. Host, yeah. Um, so we're we're in we're in the process of talking. I'd like to have nothing but a uh, a show built around new influencers and new podcasters, just to come right. on. Uh, everybody, it is one of those shows where everybody can learn from each other. You know, so yeah. uh, so that's just an idea we've been dealing with. Like I mentioned, I have an amazing team. Uh, so, anyways, right. uh, uh, there was a wrestling program on uh, that comes on every year called WrestleMania back in April and uh, yeah. a couple of my, couple of my buddies, uh, uh, they told me that you're like, your show's okay, but you, you should really talk a little bit about wrestling. I'm like, it's a political news show. What am I going to do with wrestling on air? They go, well, at least talk about WrestleMania. Cause everybody knows that. I'm like, okay. You know, they, they convinced me, uh, they wouldn't get to come on the show though, the chickens, but they convinced me to do it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, one of them is actually my brother-in-law, so that I'm allowed to say that. But uh, yeah. anyways, uh, so uh, I did a prediction show for WrestleMania, and the uh, listen-to numbers were uh, pretty phenomenal, and I was surprised. So I did a follow-up with, I compared notes with my predictions and, and what actually happened or what have you. And uh, I was pleasantly uh, surprised from the numbers of the listen-tos and downloads and uh, I kicked it around and then they kept on to me and on to me and they're like, start a wrestling podcast. And I was like, well, if I'm going to talk about it, because I found myself talking about it 
on the political uh, podcast more and more after April. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about it. I need to talk about it on a separate program. I said mix right. in the two because uh, I know I know my audience and they're not all for that. So so uh, that's how Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast came about. And then about a month into it, uh, did an interview with this uh, gentleman who uh, who says he knows a lot about wrestling, and uh, his name was Donnie Cage, and he became my co-host afterwards. We had a, a great discussion. Uh, we kind of feed off each other, and yeah, never met him in person, but uh, he's been there every show ever since. I love it. Wow. Like the connections, like the connections alone on podcasts are just incredible, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's one of the reasons why the first interview I did, I did with this gentleman named Mr. Lee. He's a farmer out of the state of Ohio, and uh, he's an organic farmer. And uh, the connection was so real and the chemistry was so great. That's why I got into doing interviews with other people. That's oh. why I branched. That was the original reason. I, I was like, man, you know, I miss because uh, I used to be on the road all the time. I was right. like, I'm, I miss meeting different people. So why not do this? So I joined a bunch of Facebook groups, Telegram groups, uh, Riddick groups, all about uh, wanting to be a guest or be a guest on podcast. And uh, that's kind of how we built that, uh, you know, our marketing list when it comes to getting guests on our show. I love it. Well, incredible. Oh, that's amazing. So um, how does your podcast, I know the one, um, I know one of them you use towards the business. How, do, how does it directly affect your business using a podcast? Sure. So uh, the, the podcast, what it, what it originally was for was to uh, a way to kind of separate from the business, uh, just to talk about my personal uh, beliefs and political views. However, uh, and, you know, like, as I mentioned earlier, I've been influencing uh, been an influencer for quite a few years on the internet. Um, and one thing, I, the hardest thing I found was I never could get anybody to really, they would leave comments on videos, but they never would email me. The podcast world is a bit different, uh, I found. So I noticed when I gave out the email address, uh, more and more people were, you know, sending notes and emails to me. So I was able to build this marketing email list. And uh, so... Uh, once I added, I actually received more names uh, because a lot of times when you're online shopping, you don't want to you don't want to sign up to another email list. So I actually get more audience members from this email list responding to the show than I actually do on our uh, traffic from the website. So I tied them together. We do a deal, you know, uh, a sale or something. We send it to everybody, and it works. A lot of people have uh, a lot of audience members have actually. Uh, came over to the dark side, I guess, and became customers. So <laughs> incredible! I love the sounds of everything. Oh my gosh! So, how what's the ratio like with uh, you know interviews and then booking sales afterwards? Uh, let's After see. So, podcasts. so it's probably it's probably up to almost thirty two percent now, uh, yeah. which is okay. which which is uh, pretty amazing if you if you mm -hmm. do your research. Uh, yeah. it, it was 15% to 17 there for quite a long time, but there's been a bump. I mean, it's as your audience grows, right? Of course that number is going to go up. So right. the audience, the audience continues to grow. So 
the number continues to grow and we give back a lot. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm a big part of the community around here. I mean, we don't, we're, we're thankful. Uh, uh, we, we take in, you know, when we take in extra revenue from the podcast, we put it right back into the show. So, right. uh, or we give away. Pro- yeah. We, you know, I, I like to give back as much as I can. So. Right. Well, I love all that. Now, what kind of people do we attract to interview and how do you go about, like, how does your client acquisition look? Uh, let's see. Are you talking for the podcast? Like the guests? Sorry. The I can, I, that was a confusing question. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. So for the interviews, uh, how do you go about getting the right in- people on for an interview? Like, do they come through referrals or like, and what kind of people do you interview exactly? I know we touched on this earlier, but what do you have a certain like criteria that you, you want to meet before bringing them on the show? Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, basically, nine times out of 10, uh, here lately, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, their assistant, uh, everybody has an assistant these days, right? Nine times yeah. out of 10, their assistant is actually reaching out to me and, uh, you know, inquiring about being on the show um we do a lot of advertising a a lot so they've heard about it you know in some sense either on facebook or or on radio or what have you iheart radio or what have you so anyways uh they'll contact me i'll send them a link first to the show you know go ahead and listen to it and let me know if you're interested sure so they do I guess they listen to it because they respond sometimes kind of fast. I'm <laughs> a little curious about that. Uh, but when they respond and they say, yeah, you know, I think they'd be a good fit. Okay, great. Who have they interviewed with before? And they'll tell me and I will do my research and go find that interview because I want to see, you know, what they have to say. It, they, I don't have to agree with it, but my clientele, my audience, they expect, uh, they, they, they won't accept foul language. That's a big thing. Uh, and they won't accept, um, if I'm doing a video podcast that day, uh, they want you to be clean. <laughs> so, right. so I, I do my research. Uh, it doesn't matter like how much money they've made or anything like that. Uh, but they need to be at least knowledgeable in the field that they're talking about. Um, I've actually, and this is going to sound bad, but I've actually turned down more people than I've actually interviewed. Uh, just right. because, yeah, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that call themselves a life coach or some kind of coach, and they mm-hmm. have no degree whatsoever to back that up or cert- certification. And, uh, it, you know, you're just basically, I, I can call myself the president, you know, <laughs> if, I don't have right. any, if I don't have any qualifications, you know, it really doesn't matter what I call myself. No. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, yeah so they got to be qualified in the field that they're coming on and talk about so yeah yeah well you can't interview everyone anyway right like what's the point in interviewing someone who's not qualified for what you're looking for it's just there's no point really right right and uh and when i bring them on the show i actually had a true life coach on the show uh not that long ago uh when i bring them on that's the first thing i'm like before we get in there make sure you discuss your certifications and everything because I want the audience to know that I've heard their voice. I know what they want. You know, they want the real deal. They don't want somebody just uh, playing, I guess you could say. So. Right. Yeah, of course. Awesome. So how do you go about monetizing your both podcasts? 
Sure. So uh, we do it a couple of different ways. Uh, the first way is we have, uh, like anyone else, we accept uh, donations. Uh, we yeah. put on there the podcast now is, uh, as far as the money for it, is separate than the rest of the business. Uh, okay. So if you were to make a PayPal, GoFundMe, uh, buy me a coffee, any type of donation like that, that goes mm -hmm. right back into the show. Uh, okay. And we had a an amazing uh, they don't want me to mention their name, which is crazy, but uh, we had an amazing uh, gifter uh, a couple episodes ago, and uh, they've, they've, I was able to give away $200 on the show because of their gift. Yeah, so everything goes right back into the show. Uh, also, we run ads. Uh, I do have a couple sponsors that we work with. Um, right. we're, try we're trying to stay away from that, to be honest with you, uh, because we don't like to... Uh, we like to own our own show. We, we don't, we don't like to, uh, share, you know, <laughs> you know, right. it's our show and we like to make all the decisions. And as you probably know, some of, uh, some sponsors, they want to kind of influence, you know, whether it be the format of the show or, you know, don't really talk about this or talk about that. And of course, I understand that because they're putting their name on there and, uh, mm -hmm. we have opinions sometimes, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's I'm not a, I'm all for public speak and no censorship. So we are we have tried to work away from that. I do have two. They're pretty good. Uh, the Patriots of America. Uh, if you ever go on our website, you'll see they offer all kinds of free stuff on there. So uh, they're pretty amazing. So. Incredible. All right. That's that all sounds just amazing. So with your podcast and the one that you might be starting, what uh, the new one? the third one um what would be your that's, biggest focus this year yeah that's a secret by the way so uh so this okay. year uh this year um we have well we've actually reached our goal on the red pill current news podcast we've already i had a goal of x amount of uh subscribers and listen mm -hmm. to's uh in revenue and uh mm -hmm. they kind of blew that away uh two months ago in june so Wow. Uh, Congrats. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, on the uh, against the map, uh, which is, you know, uh, if I'm being transparent, uh, that is kind of just a guilty pleasure podcast. Uh, it's not it was never meant to make money, but it has started generating money. And of course, right. being in business all my life, uh, of, of course, I make a forecast on it as well. <laughs> you know, when it comes to revenue and uh, everything. So it has a uh, it has done okay. Um, there's mm -hmm. been some struggles because it's new. Uh, I remember five months into the uh, Red Pill podcast, I was, I was like, why am I doing this? You know, one or two listen tos. And then I did this. Uh, we just had our 50th episode celebration. So I told this story on that episode. Uh, one episode I did on Will and Jade Smith after the whole Oscar uh, thing that happened with Chris Rock I did an episode right. on those two because I did some research because I was interested on what was going on there and uh yeah. and up until then like I mentioned we'd only done like some some episodes would only get one view uh one would get five and it was my fault too because when they only got one view uh I'd wait a month before I put another one up now we do two a week but I used to be lucky to get one a month out of me when I first started uh right. so I, I did this episode and I got up the next day 
checked it out and it had 50 listens to. And I was like, what? That's crazy. And then, uh, yeah. And then uh, by the end of the night, it was up to 120 uh, people had downloaded that episode. So I was hooked. I was over with. Right. And that that audience has uh, stayed with me ever since. Uh, We did an episode in July called uh, the Biden administration is picking on an Amish farmer or something like that. And uh, that's one right now. Uh, it's over uh, 700 listen tos and counting. So, and remember, we're less than a year in. So, I was just yeah. going to say, you guys are very new to that podcast. Now, what was which episode? I don't know if you know off the top of your head, but what episode was the one with Chris Rock? Because I want to go listen to it. It, it says, uh, I don't know what number it is, but I can tell you the title. It's uh, Will yeah. and Jada, Will and Jada Smith. Yeah. Uh, okay, you cool. will. Let me ask you a question. Are you a big Will Smith fan? I I am, but I also like Chris Rock, so I don't know. <laughs> if you're a big Will Smith fan, you may not want to listen to this because it may change your perspective. So do I'm, it still, just, I'm still going to listen to it. <laughs> just remember one thing. Everything that we put on, uh, we do a ton of research. It's all right. facts. And if we ever put anything on there that we find that is false, uh, we do a retract. Uh, okay. We, we want to. We have that, and I think that's why we built such a good audience because we have that reputation. If you're right. going to, if you something, if the Kentucky guy says something on his episode, you might not like it, but you can bank it the truth. So, exactly. Yeah, no worries for that at all. Um, <laughs> so, I guess we're just just about done our, our uh, interview here, but I have one more question. Based on where you are today, and if you were to double or triple your revenue and profit in one year, what would be your biggest challenge, do you think? Double or triple in one year, it would be time management. Time management. Uh, And you're not alone. I would have to, gosh, I'd I'd have to double my team. To be honest with you, uh, uh, time management, and, and I've always been able to multitask, but you just can't do it alone. You have to have people, you know, a support team around you if you want to be right. successful. And uh, right. the double, oh, wow. Yeah, that would, yeah, time management definitely <laughs> is the answer. Absolutely. It's, a, it's funny because on a lot of our the, the interviews I do, I like to ask a question similar to that or that question. And a lot of people are in the same boat. It's the time management and the hiring process. And um, yeah. Just so, not, hey. yeah. Just not enough hours in the day. Yeah. Yeah, there's not. No. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Kentucky guy, for making the time to jump on. I know you're busy and you have a lot on the go. So I appreciate all the valuable insight that you shared with us today, because I know it's going to relate to the people that are listening. So that's really important to us. Um, So thank you again. And before we jump off here, if anyone's looking to connect with you, what would be the best way? Sure. So the best, I guess the absolute best way would be to go to uh, www.linktree forward slash Kentucky guy 80, uh, dot com. And that has all of my social media on there, my email, uh, our website, uh, everything's right there. So that's probably the easiest way to connect. Uh, if you want to just go straight to the website and sign up on our emailing list, which would be fantastic. Uh, that is www dot 
political podcast, or I'm sorry, we changed it. <laughs> uh, www.politicalnewspodcast.us. So uh, you can, you're more than welcome to go on there. You can listen to shows on there. You don't have to sign up to listen to anything. Uh, there's blogs on there. I tell my story, what have you. So uh, that's probably be the second best way. Perfect. Well, thanks again so much, Kentucky guy. Appreciate your time and everything that you shared with us today. Group, if you're listening and enjoy, please like and subscribe. And if you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on the podcast for an interview, just like Kentucky guy did today, please go to podcastrebels.com. We'd love to interview you as well. And thanks again, everybody. Thank you, Kentucky guy. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.